0: This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant.
1: America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.
0: We begin our weekend program with an extraordinary leader and a great American, Governor Phil Bryant, a distinguished guest host of America's Roundtable. Governor Bryant served as Mississippi's 64th Governor from 2012 to 2020. Governor Bryant serves on the Executive Advisory Board of International Leaders Summit and is spearheading initiatives at Brian Sonji Snell Global Partners, where he provides strategic advice and counsel and business development services to some of the world's largest industry leaders. Welcome Governor Bryant.
1: Welcome Governor Bryant. Joe, Yo, thank
2: you so much, Natasha. Good to be with both of you, as always, on America's Roundtable.
0: Wonderful indeed, sir. In fact, on April 8, 2021, President Biden formally presented his outlines for new gun control measures. The World Street Journal stated, I quote, Mr. Biden repeated calls for Congress to pass more sweeping gun laws and call for gun makers to lose their immunity from lawsuits, unquote. Governor, Governor Bryant, if these measures take hold, it could adversely affect our right to keep and bear arms without making the nation any safer as purported by the Biden administration. And Governor Bryant, from your experiences as a law enforcement officer serving as a deputy sheriff, a legislator, a state governor, what are your observations when taking a closer look at President Biden's agenda to impose greater gun control, uh, which may encroach on our Second Amendment rights?
2: Well, it's another shocking demonstration of this administration's determination to go and, and, I believe, remove weapons, certain weapons, certain amount of weapons, Joe. Let's see what the president did. The president, this is a test case. The president, without the authority of the Congress, without passing a bill, without going to court and involving the judiciary in interpretation of his power, and I'm sure those suits will follow by individuals who are concerned about this overreaching of the president's executive order. The president said, if you own a piece of plastic, which is a stabilizing stock that attaches to a weapon and then attaches to your forearm to steady the weapon, as you fire a weapon, anyone that has understands the recoil. It's such a strong impact that it moves the weapon and could dislocate it from your hand. For, so for safety purposes, this invention secures it to your fore. It's a safety feature uh, and a stabilizing feature for aiming for those that target practice. And there is a, a huge number of Americans is. That go to ranges, many of them indoor, they pay a membership fee so that they can go and sport shoot. They, there's competition. We host the National Rifle Association's police target range competition each year in Jackson, Mississippi. So this is a sport. They don't do it so that they can conceal the weapon. But again, it's a piece of plastic that's a stabilizing stop. The president of the United States said he is alone going to issue an order that says if you have a stabilizing stock, you must call and report that or you would be in in violation of federal law. And he also said, as he said during the campaign, I am coming after your AR-14. Now, they said use the AR-14 method as AR-15, but that's what he said during the campaign. He he sort of got confused in the caliber and, and the designation of that platform One of the most, if not the most, popular self-protection platform, hunting and sports shooting platform, the AR-15 in the United States. And so he has said, I'm coming after that. He said just the other day, I probably will follow this order with an order identifying those weapons and removing them. 48 million Americans own AR-15s and similar platforms. It is just simply the mechanism. It is not an automatic weapon. You have to pull the trigger each time uh, the weapon discharges around. Uh, It is nothing sinister. It does appear to be uh, a military-type weapon, the, the design of the weapon. It's easy to carry, it's light, it's effective, and mainly sports shooting and self-protection. So the President of the United States has said, I'm going to begin an effort to dismantle the Second Amendment, your right to keep and bear arms. Second Amendment says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Well, this is clearly the beginning of an infringement. It could make millions of Americans violators of federal law Presidential order that he says is a law. So then you follow that up by the appointment, potential appointment of an individual to the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Farms Division of the Treasury that is for seizing weapons, has been an advocate for the seizure of weapons, has has talked about his disdain of Americans that go out and and purchase such weapons for individual protection. So, why would you ban uh, the AR platform or make it a felony? under federal law, to to own one. Because 48 million Americans own that platform, that weapon, 48 million Americans. Most of those Americans, as we know, are primarily conservative, rural voters, people who voted for Donald Trump. So what you do with this is you use an executive order to make 48 million conservative Americans felons. Or they have to relinquish their weapons, turn them over to the federal government at some point. This is a massive breach. And then, of course, uh, the administration and Democrats are saying, we're going to stack the Supreme Court. So we're going to add four more judges, liberal judges, to the Supreme Court actually stacking the federal court, something even FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, could not do. But they're going to stack the Supreme Court primarily... In the event, lawsuits are filed to overturn this executive order, and then the Supreme Court, of course, under liberal leadership would sustain that, and 48 million Americans would be looking at the choice of relinquishing their legally owned and purchased weapon or violate a federal law and could be imprisoned. That's where we're at today.
1: This goes against the U.S. Constitution and also against the common sense because the law-abiding citizens need laws that will uphold their Second Amendment right. And criminals on the other side can get to weapons regardless of the law. We already have background checks so that healthy, law-abiding citizens will not abuse their right to bear arms.
0: That's
2: right. And there's confusion because the president himself said There are no background checks at gun shows. That's just not true. Anyone who's been to a gun show, you know you have to go through the same federal requirements of a background check as you would if you bought it at a gun dealership. He says there is immunization against gun owners or gun companies being sued. That's not correct. They're sued on a fairly regular basis. We've seen the NRA under a lawsuit now that has caused this relocation from New York to Texas and has, has all but broke that organization. It protects millions of Americans' Second Amendment rights. And so the cost of legal challenges, the threat of not only civil but criminal penalties is breaking that organization. Anyone that is concerned uh, about the future of gun ownership in America must be frightened today, I would say, in my opinion, because you're right, it's violating the Constitution. Again, the President of the United States doesn't have the authority to make laws. He can't just say, I'm going to ignore the Constitution, create a law Bypassing the legislative, we have separate but equal branches. This has been ignored. And to say that also, I'm going to take an independent Supreme Court and politicize it so that I might continue to seize these weapons that are primarily owned by political opponents. Natasha, this is something that would happen in a socialist communist nation that has happened routinely in those nations. Uh, Judge Anton Scalia, who, who I enjoyed uh, hunting with here in Mississippi. Judge Scalia would come to Mississippi, and I would help uh, uh, take him and organize uh, duck hunts here. He was a great man. He spent the night at the governor's mansion with me when I was uh, governor. But he said the Second Amendment protects an individual's right to possess a firearm undetected with a service to a militia. So, they, again, they fall back to that Well, well-ordered militia. And to use that arm for traditional lawful purposes, such as self-defense, in your home. That's Judge Anton Scalia. The world has changed. We see power now being developed by presidential order, by stacking the courts, by ultra-liberal members of the legislature saying to the Supreme Court, if you continue to vote, your conscience independently... Uh, as a separate and independent form of the United States government, we will punish you by adding to the courts. This is a very uh, unusual time in the history of America, and it seems as if there's no voice to oppose any of these movements. There's no one standing up, and there is little attention being paid by so many in our nation that I, I think are going about their businesses and are concerned with COVID, taking care of their families, making sure their businesses are, are being managed under the weight of impending tax increases. And when you have a populace that is not paying attention, you can take a lot of power from them with these types of orders that the president's issuing.
1: The Second Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, is enshrined in the U.S. Constitution and as such The Second Amendment, the same as the First Amendment, right to free speech, should be above politics. Elected representatives of both parties should equally uphold the Second Amendment. Governor Bryan, what is your message to voters and citizens who are concerned about the Biden-Harris administration curtailing their Second Amendment?
2: You know, we are a nation of laws in in America. We always have been. And this law, based on the Second Amendment, has been challenged time and time again, and courts have upheld the right to keep and bear arms many, many times. I think this administration, what they have done is not try to hide it. They have said, I am coming after your weapons. The president ran on that position, he once said that he would appoint a czar, which I think he has, to, for gun control. This is something that certainly 74 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump heard and are hearing again. But No matter politically where you stand on an issue, you have to rest upon the Constitution, the separation of powers. These are things that i taught as a professor in government to young students. I'm not sure now in high school and maybe at some universities, they're not being taught just the opposite. Uh, they don't realize they're the sovereigns, that they are uh, in control of this nation. And any power that politicians have is strictly derived from the consent of the people, And these are the basic threats, as a former professor of government, I now worry deeply about. We can argue political positioning all day long. We can argue when the surge comes across at the border. But securing your borders, having right to keep and bear arms, having separate but equal branches of government, having an independent Supreme Court, these are the very foundations uh, upon which this Republic rest. If they are removed, then the home, the house, the structure that is America, our home, will collapse.
0: We thank you, Governor Phil Bryant, for joining us on America's Roundtable. We appreciate your clear insights, prudent counsel in affirming and upholding our U.S. Constitution, our Bill of Rights, these vital constitutional amendments, and the importance of being engaged as citizen stakeholders, guardians of liberty, uh, safeguarding our rule of law and our way of life. And we thank you so much, Governor Phil Bryant, for your principal leadership.
1: Thank you, Governor Bryant. Thank you. So much.
0: This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's two FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant.
1: America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.